Hello everyone. I am Aditi Balbir, founder of the largest off-peak travel company in India. Over a span of 6 years, we've been able to scale to 150 plus resorts across 18 states in India. Like all women, I play many roles of a wife, a mother, a daughter, a daughter-in-law, but I'm not here to talk about that. And I'm sure all of us play those roles. Today I want to talk about my story, my journey, and I hope that by the end of it some of you are inspired to create your own company and follow your own dreams. So here is how it began. I was quite sure that entrepreneurship was not for me. A tad ironical actually because I come from a family of entrepreneurs. I began work with a private equity company, not appreciating the value of it till much later. I worked with names like McKinsey in consulting and I really felt that I had found my tribe but things really never pan out the way you plan. In 2014, I found myself with an opportunity to lead a company. The founders had left it and we would have had to shut it down if I had not stepped in. Being a CEO was scary to say the least. How does anybody become a CEO overnight? I was soon to find out. Before actually delving into the role of a CEO, I want to talk to you more about the company itself. What is V Resorts? So this is basically a technology-enabled hotel management company in the leisure travel space. We manage and operate resorts, hotels, camps, houseboats, farmhouses, basically any form of stays in the leisure locations for consumers to holiday. We are completely asset light but we do take pride in running our own properties. We provide all the hospitality services to ensure standardization of experiences from trained manpower, linen, toiletries, design and beautification, vendor management, training facility, technology stack and the sales network. And just to give you a little bit of a brief, we have raised more than 18 million dollars from venture capitalists. and like i said before we've scaled to about 150 properties across india in 2014 airbnb was not yet in india and we had a unique opportunity to create one as we went about finding the model that would work for this country we quickly realized that properties in india are not standardized moreover people like service think of it If your husband or dad told you that you're going for a holiday where you needed to cook, cook and clean yourself, how would you feel? So we decided that we needed to run our own places, we needed to pamper our guests, and we needed to create experiences that they can enjoy. So just like Airbnb created a new category of homestays in the hospitality sector, we created a category that now everyone, the likes of Google, Bain, etc., refers to. as the experiential travel segment while working on this model we came across another very interesting thing because we were looking at local communities who were running our properties and basically providing all the resources from there we developed something that we call today as a circular economy or the concept of micro tourism so i'm just going to explain a little bit about that before going on to my journey Micro tourism is basically about positive impact on on local communities through the three pillars of environment, social and governance. 
Under the environment bracket, we basically look at solar electrification of our resort, water conservation, and effective waste management practices that are effectively employed across our properties and have been very key to our work with the IFC on its edge certification program. Under the social gamut, we basically see a policy of 100% local hiring, 100% local procurement, and by curating special local experiences, we ensure that with increased tourism, the local communities are the biggest beneficiaries of our work. Further, with our in-house local store, Pitara, where we work with regional women groups to package and sell elements depicting their culture, our aim is to create a market for local products. Under the governance bracket, with increased resort footprint in different geographies, we've been conscious of our responsibility towards the various statutes that apply to us and we have been proactive in seeking the necessary permits such as the forest licenses, fire safety, environment, pollution, tourism licenses, etc. You may want to know why this is very important. It is because unknowingly, we actually stumbled across a model that would work for developing economies, that would work in creating footprints to new destinations, and that would actually boost tourism in a way that we've never seen before. In fact, honestly, all this came to a fructition when we got the United Nations World Tourism Organization Award for the Sustainable Tourism Project in 2019. Since we've covered all the basic topics in B-Resorts, I want to take a minute to talk to you about women's empowerment and how we do it at B-Resorts. Now, tourism presents a wide range of income generation opportunities for women in both formal and informal employment environments. In line with this, we ensure that at least 5% of our resort staff are women. In fact, we have some very interesting resorts which are run by women for women. So they're basically women-only resorts and especially good for solo women travelers. Now, I do believe that this 5% number will be increased to 10% in the next couple of years. Okay. We also have another initiative in B Resorts which is called Pitara. Here what we're doing is that we've partnered with a group of village women in each locality to be able to make local fresh products like squashes, pickles, spices, essential oils, etc. And we sell them all through our souvenir shop, which is named Pitara. The benefits go directly to the group of women making the products. My own journey as a founder has been tumultuous, to say the least. No amount of job experience or any professional degree can really prepare you for the work that it takes to become an entrepreneur. After all, you're looking after every aspect of the business, right? From model validation till profitability. And that's why founders really need to know everything. There are several things that jump out, you know, at this point that have worked for me and I want to share it with you. So the first thing about being a CEO or a founder is that you need to delegate your work. If you're doing a job of another person, then you really don't need that person in the organization. So delegate all your work because all your time will basically be going towards either looking after employees, uh, you know, figuring out the MIS systems or fundraise. So the actual execution of work needs to be delegated. The second thing is focus on scaling. 
now this i came you know i came to know only after a very long time so maybe after 2 to 3 years of my journey i actually understood that if i had focused on scaling from the very beginning i would have done much better what this basically means is that whatever you do whatever process you set in your organization should be scalable or should be able to uh, you know be valid even when the number of properties or the number of transactions in your own business increase right and then the last thing which is probably the most important and probably you know right now for you sitting at home you might think that this is such a small point but it is really the strongest point that carries the company through and that is a strong mis system so what that means is that at every level of your business you are capturing data at the ground level and you are making sure that that data comes to you for quick decision making so that's really very important over the last 6 years i've been part of many programs that foster women entrepreneurship and this is something that even during my journey i realized that as founders or as entrepreneurs women are definitely more different or definitely do things differently than men do over the past one decade you will see that there has been a huge emphasis on women entrepreneurship there are various funds dedicated to women there are boot camps there are incubators accelerators and what not but despite all this effort you can still see that there are very few number of startups that are led by women and in fact even fewer women who get funded now what is missing the main line of argument has remained that the focus is on the input theory which means that a unicorn is possible only when millions of companies driven by women start coming out and hence there is a huge focus on increasing number of programs supporting women entrepreneurs right like i say what we are missing really is that men are from mars and women are from venus so in my next avatar as a founder i am passionate about helping more women coming into the ecosystem as entrepreneurs and helping them scale their businesses in fact this is our topic of discussion on sunday july 19th with epinomi consulting in fact i want to thank epinomi consulting for this collaboration and i want to thank all of you for listening